The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast's tailor-made Stealth 2 Driver Giveaway. Head over to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash driver to enter today before the big drawing on April 8th. We're also brought to you by Baseball Money is Fake, our fantasy baseball podcast. Join Blake and Ryan three times a week and get all the player breakdowns and statistical data you need to dominate. Welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host here, Ryan Gilbert. Coming to you on a Thursday night for uh, no games here on Friday. Still coming to you here with my co-host, Joel Meyer. How are we doing tonight, Joel? Doing well on this Holy Thursday. Lent is finally over as we uh, celebrate the Last Supper, commemorate it, and the uh, institution of the priesthood. But... uh, more importantly for the listeners, I can drink again. And then more importantly for me, I guess. Uh, <laughs> of course, Good yeah. Friday is a fast day. But after that, I'm, I'm home clear to re-engage with my alcoholism and uh, rediscover the joys of drunkenness on yeah, a daily it's a, basis. It's not alcoholism if, if you can give it up for 40 days more, more or less. It's, that was, it's, that's, my argument. Yeah. that's my argument. You, you don't have to do it. It's just you yeah. prefer to. Also, I, I, as I was thinking about that today, I, I, I managed to look up. Remember when Talon was talking about his bones he was talking about, like with, with, with a person on, on Palm Sunday, Passover? Do you remember that? Oh, something about that, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it's not Catholic at all. It's uh, Jewish. So that explains why I had no mm-hmm. idea about it. And yeah. the fact that we did not get corrected at all, I'm assuming, on Twitter or anywhere else, uh, means <laughs> that we don't have a lot of Jewish listeners. So. <laughs> no, so. I, I, I did Fuck receive a talent. correction from uh, Jeff Graybush Fox himself. He DM'd me saying, Maybelline's makeup product, you idiots, not shampoo. Oh, so, okay. Sorry, we, we offend people about May- Maybelline, but not about knowing religious stuff, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so that, that, that's, that's typical of talent, I guess, uh, confusing <laughs> uh, Catholics for Jews. Yeah, but uh, this is, I'm, I'm excited for the show. Normally, we, get, we have at least a few games to talk about or some sort of odds we're going to talk about futures. But, I mean, no games on Friday. I'm not exactly sure why NHL scheduled it this way. There were 14 games today. There's 10 games on Monday, but no games on Friday. Weird scheduling, but, um, yeah, it's, it's a little break to, from the day-to-day grind here, especially we kind of need it now because there's been a crazy few weeks which have uh, coincidentally overlapped with Sober Joel here. But and that, that continued tonight. I mean, we saw a few blowouts, Devils 8-1, Panthers 7-2, Canadians 6-2, 7-6 game and in, in, in Detroit there. And you got the Canes down to nothing to, to the Predators. The same before the show. Canes have I got two gold no- notifications that they scored, and and both times they were either waved off or offsides or whatever. So it's been, been a crazy night, a, f- a few crazy weeks here. Uh, what, what, what's on your mind? What else is on my mind? Um, yeah, we can get right into it, I guess. Uh, nothing much happened today. Nothing worth uh, our listeners' attention anyway. Um, but yeah, I was thinking. Uh, uh, today with with uh, how I how I do my betting, 
Um, a lot of times I'm able to get the CLV and a uh, big part of that is just constantly monitor- monitoring the odds and seeing where the line's going to go. You just, so you can, uh, well, first of all, you, you can tell based on market ratings, if you pay attention to that stuff, uh, you can read where, where the line's going to go. But also by watching uh, sharper books, if, if uh, sharper books move on a team, we can say the books now, um, Pinnacle, Circa, <laughs> uh, the Westgate, if you're in Vegas or uh, Betcris slash bookmaker, uh, these these books are the sharper ones. So if if you see a team getting hit at those places, it's not long before uh, the softer, more square books uh, follow suit. So uh, if you're constantly monitoring the lines, you you can uh, follow along and, and see if if your bet that you place is going to lose line value. And uh, this is why I recommend placing bets at books that have uh, 100% cash out. So by 100% mean Books that don't pay or charge you a tax for cashing out. Like often you'll see like, uh, I don't know, like an 8, 10% uh, decrease on your cash option. Even though the line is still the same where you bet it, they'll, they'll still charge you that, which is bullshit. But uh, there's still places where you can um, bet these games and they'll give you 100% cash out. And then uh, you, you want to place your bets there. Of course, uh, if it's more than a few cents difference, obviously you want to get the better price. But if you can, if you bet at these books, that way you can... Uh, have an out, let's say, and then if you see the lines moving elsewhere, you can cash out there and then bet it at a better number later on. So this way, you're you're not getting fucked by uh, massive line moves against you. So that that that's constantly what I'm looking looking for, and uh, how I preserve a lot of that uh, closing line value. Yeah, that's good. And uh, I know there's a few different like sites and apps out there. I know you you do you primarily use Betstamp to kind of track the uh, the line movement. Oh yeah, Best Stamp is my uh, my chosen one. Uh, it's also Spank Odds. It's not going to be free forever, but it's a good tool, especially for uh, sharper betters. It, it's it's uh, it's real time, so it's it's faster than and uh, most. Like uh, um, Unabated is another good one, but you got to pay for that one. Uh, but Best Stamp is a good free one in my opinion, and uh, yeah, I like I like the guys behind it, and uh, it's it's a good tool for sure. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you you just that's it's it's an essential tool I think having an odd mm. com, odds comparison site so uh, I recommend getting that as well. Yeah, I know some people in the Discord there. I think up in New Hampshire they can only play on DraftKings or in certain states you only have like one or two books available to you. Which you know I, I understand you want to play with legal books. Obviously I know Joel and other people play on the, these offshore ones and they have no problem casting out. But yeah, get a get an odds comparison site. Uh, I use the the Action Network app. I know. it's probably competition but I, I like the app it, it, it tracks it people follow me on there people are able to see the picks that i'm putting in before the podcast i, I get i notify that about that in the discord they also have great odds comparison on there uh odds trader we had an ad rate for them months ago i use them for for futures primarily but they're also good for just just games and also like odds checker a bunch of sites out there we can make sure you, you get the best odds across across all the books because that's that, that's one of the most important things we, we we preach about and i just think it's good to uh reiterate there a little bit yeah it saves you a lot of time too instead of just flicking uh, between all the all the different books you have if, if you have more than a couple books that is which which obviously is a uh, imperative unless you uh, only want to bet on uh DraftKings, if that's the only thing available to you yeah. or in bc it's really a the way we do it here is we there's a government book like uh every province has its own government book you know and huh. that was the only legal option and, until ontario legalized but uh so yeah the technically the only book you're uh 
is a le- is a legal book is is a it's something called Play Now, which is uh, BC and Manitoba's thing. Um, but the, the good thing about Canada is that they they don't they don't charge you tax at all on winnings. So uh, you can as long as you're not a professional better. Like if it's your only source of income, then they'll they'll tax you. But uh, there's no taxes on winnings here in the Great White North. Yeah, and uh, but that's. You got Yash Brown, and now I got a notification that the uh, the Kings guard Hansa Kopitar, but it looks like that got got taken off the board. Apparently, that that's happening quite a What's bit. What's going on? Like, there's nothing else going on. And, and, and now the uh, now the Golden Knights scored. So uh, like three three quite, basketball games, and these books are fucking up these these hockey games. Fourteen games slate is too much for them to handle, I guess. Too too much hockey there, yeah. Before we get more make sure do our, do our usual spiel here. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at HockeySGPN. Get it in the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. And make sure you're subscribed to the Hockey Gambling Podcast feed. Turn on the auto-download so you get the episodes as soon as they go live. And, uh, yeah, so uh, let me also go to the first ad here. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy has your favorite NBA, NHL, and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Right, you said you had a, f- had a few more things you wanted to touch on here, some some futures you've either either cashed in on already or, or are going to cash or it looks like they're going to cash. Well, I was thinking we could do a kind of retrospective, um, just uh, looking at the bets that we placed before the season, during the season, whatever these long-term stuff, uh, and see uh, what we can learn from them. Uh, the first one is, is we're going to start with a bad one, was the Anaheim Ducks over 79.5 points. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a, a poor bet by me, not not just because of that. I mean, you, you got to go with... Uh, what you think is going to happen. But uh, what I thought was going to happen is that it's a high variance team. Like last year, I thought that they were uh, a good team in the first half. And then they, they fell apart in the second half. I thought they'd be able to maintain more consistency this year. Zegers another year under the belt. McTavish coming in there. Uh, good youthful team. Would be able to to uh, make some noise there out there in the West, uh, the weak West, and uh, take advantage of some lesser Pacific teams. But uh Pacific was way too strong uh, this year, especially with the the Oilers doing what they're doing. Kings taking another step forward, cracking a big step forward as well. Um, but uh, my my problem was that I had this uh, high variance play, which which means you, you should be playing more plus money, not not this uh, minus one ten over seventy nine and a half points. Because uh, I also bet Dallas Eakins coach of the year forty to one and Ducks make the playoffs at like six to one. Those were the only bets I should have made. I should have let the 79.5 points go because uh, it's, with such a high-variance team, it's, 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 they're gonna either going to end up with what they are now, like there are 55, 60 points, or they would have been like 85, 90 points. So there's not really much value there in uh, in my thinking there. I don't, I don't know why I bet that. I guess I was, uh, I don't know, just too high on the ducks, too, too much quacking going on. Which, <laughs> <laughs> you're on too much quack there when you made when you made yeah that. yeah yeah i should have taken more crack that's what i should have done <laughs> I, I had some cracking over 82 and a half i didn't i didn't bet them make the playoffs unfortunately but uh that, that was a good one uh i'll toss it to you now for uh give me a give me a bad bet you made and what yeah. what you might have learned from it yeah I, i'm looking back on here i think one of the one of the teams i, I was kind of heavy on i i can't i'm pretty sure I, I cashed out of of these bets was it was the florida panthers coming off a, a president's trophy season you know they made they made that trade for Kachuk. I thought they'd be able to kind of 
be able to make up for for Uyghur on the back end, but they've been, I mean, they might make the playoffs and go on a run here, but I had them to win the Atlantic. I had some, some futures on them. So that was one. And then in the West, I mean, basically betting the Hart Trophy field at all besides McDavid. I bet on Jack Eichel. I was big on him at like 50, 75 to one. We got talked into Mitch Marner by Talon during the season. I bet some other guys preseason because I thought they were good long shots. And it's just, I mean, you're you're taking the chance that McDavid either has an off year or gets hurt or something. But uh, look, retrospectively, I, I think just betting in, in the Hart Trophy, Hart Trophy race beside McDavid was, was kind of dumb. But on the flip side, I got in pretty early on uh, McDavid to win the Rocket Richard. I have him at uh, some four to one, some three to one. So I'm hoping uh, he locks. I mean, he hasn't locked it up. So it's a matter of the just the season ending here so I can catch them. Yeah, that's looking good. Uh, I think David Pasternak there, and, and then they're the two yes. guys that are right there. So that's that's okay. I got more McDavid, though, so hopefully uh, he hangs on. Pass is scoring another goal today. He's only five behind, so it's not totally out of the question. He's he scored 11 goals in the last 11 games now, so he's on a heater while uh, McDavid has kind of cooled off a little bit, but uh, he should have enough of a cushion there to hold oh, that uh, lead. Uh, Speaking of that that Pasternak goal, I have another complaint about, about tonight's, tonight's games with the, with the false goal alerts and stuff. The, uh, I'm not sure if you watched the the overtime of the Boston Leafs game. Uh, Boston mm-hmm. was on a power play. Uh, they got called for a hand pass violation off the faceoff, and the re- the replay was shown in the arena. They, they were going wild because you know what the, the Leafs player, who was David Camp, probably wasn't one that touched him more. But Pavel Zaka did touch it first, uh, kind of with his hand, and the, the referees came together and were like, oh, nope, no penalty. I, 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 there needs to be some sort of consistency with with calling penalties. If you call a penalty on the ice. You either can review it or you can't. I don't like this this gray area, especially. I mean, that's that's not a big game for the standings because it's kind of settled. But going into the playoffs, you, you don't want to see stuff like that. Also, I bet on the Leafs, so that, I, that was just doubly down. <laughs> the uh, I had some Bruins in that game, but uh, I didn't put in the sheets. So I'm not going to count it for the record. <laughs> but uh, I was pretty strong on them yesterday in the show, so uh, I can say it now. Um but yeah, for that one, if it's the other officials telling him that he got the call wrong, I'm okay with it. But if it's just him responding to the the monitor or yeah. the or the fans, then that that's a problem. But we we don't know what exactly went on in that ref huddle, so mm-hmm. uh, I can't say too much about that. But uh, going back to what you said about McDavid and the Hart Trophy, I mean, um, you can't you can't have it both ways. Like last year, we faded McDavid. He was like the the predominant favorite, and we took Austin Matthews seven to one, five to one, four to one, three to one, whatever you got the money at, it, it cashed. So it, it, he's beatable, and especially with uh, voter fatigue, like these guys aren't always going to want to vote for McDavid every single year. So there's going to be some chances for other mm. guys deeper down the board. I mean, uh, Pasternak was a good bet, I think, by myself, yeah, 42 to one, and Braden Point 100 to one. He's almost got 50 goals now. So these are okay bets. It's just uh, when you're going against McDavid, uh, sometimes the, the chalk prevails. Uh, so I, I, I wouldn't. I won't discourage people from betting against McDavid because he's going to be crazy low. He's going to be crazy expensive to back going forward. So I'm going to keep taking these long shots where I see value because uh, these elite players have uh, outstanding years themselves too. Like Pasternak would probably win in, in a lot of the years uh, with without a McDavid there. And then who knows? There's also injury concerns. Like like McDavid's yeah. probably going to be like 250, 3 to 1 next year. And you got to hope that he doesn't get injured the whole season long just to cash that, that, that low price. So... Uh, um yeah it, it's a, it's it's a fine fine thing i just wouldn't be absolute about just not not betting against mcdavid 
Yeah, that, 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 that's a fair point. You can't just completely rule it out because then that will be the year that someone 50 or 75 to one wins and just just not comes out of nowhere. Right? Like, is it isn't expected to win? Like, like McDavid was. Um, another one I, I was I was bad on in the season when uh, Peter Kachikov came up for for the Hurricanes. Uh, I think it was November December ish. He, he took the starting job. He looked like he was going to be great. I, I added a few units on him to win Rookie of the Year. I put it in Discord. I said it on this podcast and. He got sent back down to the AHL, and he hasn't really been the same since. And Matty Beneers just ran away with that one. Luckily, I I, I did have some Beneers from, um, I think, before the season, possibly some added during the season. But, yeah, another one in season where I got, I got a little bit too excited about, uh, about Coochie down there in, in Carolina. That's – no, don't. That's a humble brag because really you had 60 to, 60 to 1, 30 to 1 on him. Uh, that was a good bet because he shot up the board up to, like, uh, 6, 5 to 1. Because he had like three shutouts in a row or something. I'm okay with that one. Like goalies are fickle, and uh, yeah, I don't think Beneers has had like a, a tremendous season. So he was definitely beatable. It's just the other rookies haven't really uh, stepped up when he slumped. Uh, so I'm totally okay with that one. I wouldn't call that a bad bet. That's just a, a bad luck thing, I think, because uh, he just lost confidence there after uh, getting shelled a couple games in a row, and uh, he hasn't really gotten it back. But I expect him to be a good goalie in the end. Uh, you know, give him give him some time off and uh, some work in the in the minors, and uh, he should come back stronger than ever. Uh, what else we got here? Yeah, you you got any more more bad ones you want to touch on? Because I'm just gonna give you give you the floor to uh, talk about your good bets. Because I, I know I know futures is a market where you you kind of get your dividends there. You get you get some profit normally. Oh yeah, futures is my thing. Um, I don't want to go all positive. There's a lot of positive. I mean, uh, a couple of my uh, books, they all cashed uh, all at once. All the uh, the make playoffs, miss playoffs, mm-hmm. points, totals, all at once. It's fucking awesome getting all that money in your account at once. But it's all going to go into the fucking NFL draft. We're going to roll that shit over, make some profit there. And, of course, uh, NFL college win totals coming up. So that money's going to get spent. It's going to go back to the system, but uh, hopefully in the end it will uh, produce more profits. But uh, let's see what what else we got here. Oh, it's it's not it's not locked up yet, but I, I feel like it's it, the Flyers team total team point total under seventy seven and a half under seventy eight and a half was a good bet because they've they've played well over their heads this season. They're at seventy one points through likely seventy eight games tonight. They're probably not coming back. So four games left. If they win out, they get up to to seventy nine, but I feel like that was one we were both on. I think we're, we're, we're there. It, it was a sweat there for a little bit during the middle, during the middle, late parts of the season. But we're, we're ending up uh, hopefully on the winning side. Yeah, I got a couple bad ones, but nothing I can really uh, say anything that I learned from it. I mean, the Coyotes under 67 and a half. That was uh, I wouldn't say a bad bet. They just had an extremely high shooting percentage and then this fucking shadow realm thing where they're just unbeatable at home and all these great teams just can't figure it out against them there the good old mullet arena um that was just more of a bad luck thing i think because uh, i don't think that they're nearly as good as their point total reflects uh although matthias michelli looks like a player he's gonna be pretty good uh clayton keller awesome so i got i got two good ones here two well they're, they're pretty much just uh you know we're just wanking off of each other now um <laughs> Bruins, of course, on Bruins every which way. 65 to 1 presidents, over 92 and a half points. Make playoffs minus 130. Uh, let me find that one. Uh, I can't find that one. But it was minus 140 or something like that. And then and, um, Devils, of course. Fucking, uh, that was my 
first bet, I think, after the Islanders. Islanders 40 to 1, and then Devils 100 to 1. Uh, way back in like May or June. Uh, that obviously was was great. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about that later on when we look into um, one of our listener questions. Um, but uh, yeah, it, the thing about the Devils is that y- you look at this team and how badly their goaltending was last year, how unlucky they were in terms of their, you know, their, their defense was better than what, what it, it uh, the, the goals against reflected. And then the, the goals, the expected goals, they were actually higher than what they scored, even though they scored plenty of goals last year. Uh, and then, of course, a bunch of young guys, you expect them to make a, another step forward with another year of maturity. So Devils, obviously a great bet there. Manic playoffs over the point total. Love that. Oh, and uh, Lindy Roth, coach of the year, 35-1, to 1, I think. Great bet there. Chimon Kermit's still going to win there, but I got plenty of him as well. Because I'm on the Bruins. You know, I was I was uh, all over the Bruins here. Oh, I got another bad one. No, not a really a bad one. Uh, more of a learning one. But uh, uh, the Bruins, of course, uh, yeah, you, you know, I mean, uh, I say it all the time. I'm, I'm fucking pissed I let you have them so cheap in the Calcutta. <laughs> But uh, it doesn't matter because uh, I'm winning on them in many other ways. So, But the Flames, the Flames are, uh, mm. I mean, I was heavy on the Flames before the season, a little more in season. But uh, they, they're just such a unlucky team this year, especially with the collapse of Jacob Markstrom. That's something you can't really see coming. So I don't think that's a bad bet. That's one more that's, that's unlucky, but it still hurts because I'm uh, going to lose some money on Calgary this year. I mean, Calgary still has a chance to make the playoffs here. Yeah, they got the Sharks, Canucks, and Preds, and the Jets. Who do the Jets play? Jets play um, the Avs, Wild, Sharks, and Preds. So, uh, yeah, playoff stuff is okay, but I had them yeah. win, uh, win the Pacific. I had them oh, yeah. live over 93 and a half points. So it's not ideal, but it'll be a fun uh, race to the finish, at least. Yeah, I think I think I was also kind of high on the Flames there. Um, Flames, yeah, both the Flames and Panthers, uh, and now I, I got back in on them. Uh, when, when it looks like they're, especially the uh, the Panthers, look like they're probably going to make the playoffs now. They have the big win today against Ottawa. I, I put some down on them. I think I got like sixty six to one to win the cup, thirty or forty to one to to win the conference. Because you know, if if these teams make the playoffs, they've been playing playoff hockey for quote unquote must win games for a month now. They're there. On one hand, you can argue they're going to be worn down, but on the other hand, they're battle tested and playing playing well at the right time so i'm looking at those teams for my futures uh yeah i did also have i didn't get them at 100 to 1 but i have the devils at 66 to 1 to win the cup uh cracking 80 to 1 so i'm hoping those two can at least win a round in the playoffs carolina 15 to 1 i feel like i forget when i got that one but that one's pretty good uh i was trying to th- scroll through some of my my my, my my uh, betting history to find some bad ones. What you were talking about? I haven't found any yet, or any, any more yet. Um, that's that's a good thing. Well, I I, I just started because I was looking at the uh, predator scored again. They're up three. I got one last one last good one. Go ahead. And it's more of a pat on the back for for mid season stuff. I mean, I was, I was higher than it was before the season, but uh, you know, before the All Star break, the Oilers were in a, in a massive slump, even though they mm. were being um they were better than the teams that they were losing to and uh, it was just a bad luck there and then the knights were kind of running away with it at the time and uh, even the kings there were, were well ahead of them and uh yeah I'm, i've been saying it forever the, the oilers are uh probably the best team in the west now i mean uh side note mccarr looks like he's gonna be out for a while hopefully yeah, not the rest of the playoffs uh that's uh horrific news but yeah. uh great news 
for our Oilers futures. Um, but yeah, it's another instance of buying low on a team. The uh, market was down on them because, of course, if you lose a bunch of games in a row and you're, you're slipping down the standings, your odds to win things will uh, go up. So uh, it was a good, good buy low spot there for the Oilers. Um, I don't know. I've got a bunch of great prices. I'm not just going to list them all. But yeah, Oilers are, are fucking awesome. And uh, look out for them in the playoffs. Just uh, happy, happy we got down on them when we did, because uh, right now they are the favorites to win the West, in my opinion, even though the odds might not reflect that. Because uh, Laniscog also is touch and go. Who knows if he's even going to come back? So without Laniscog, without Makar, it's it's uh, it's a tough task for the Avs uh, to repeat as Western Conference champions. And uh, the Oilers, this is everything's lining up for the Oilers. It's uh, it seems to be their year to get to the final. Yeah, I was just about to say in the West, uh, I feel like the Avs are going to run into a team that is just better than them or gets the bounces for them in, in a, in a seven-game series. Could be could be the Wild, could be someone like the Kings, just make a, a run to the to the Cup final and get swept swept around or, or beat them five by like Boston or Carolina. But I could see Edmonton just you know they, they've been fantastic since the trade deadline and they're, they're goaltending now. Campbell and Stuart Skinner have both been great recently. Great defense there. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I like them a lot to uh, to win the Cup Futures. I'm not sure what exactly they're at right now to, or to, to win the West even. Probably, probably a bit a bit late to get in on it now, but it's still still a decent price. No, I disagree. I disagree. It's it's uh, especially well, with McCarr out. I think that they're uh, still underpriced. Let's, let me see what, what the odds are here. Or did you say it? Did I pull it down on there? No, I didn't. I, they're I, eight, to, 8 to 1 to win the Cup. I don't like that at all. Oh wait, what? I didn't know that short. Eight to one to win the cup. Uh, oh. at, at DraftKings, at FanDuel, they're ten to one. Damn, we have a big audience, I guess. Eh? <laughs> Let me check. Moving lines, baby. Let me check. Uh, BetMGM here has them at eleven to one. So, yeah, you you may have missed the boat on Edmonton here. I think their their past few games have have moved things quite a bit for them. Um. And I think tonight's game against the Bruins, I know there was no Hall, no, no Krejci playing, and it was uh, th- th- that game showed me that, that Toronto might have what it takes to actually win a playoff round this series. Samsonoff, I think, might be the real deal. You have to see them in the playoffs, obviously, but I think the Lightning may have run out of gas. That's going to be a, a fantastic series, though. So William Hill, or Caesars in the States, has the Knights plus 380, and the Oilers at plus 500 to win the West. That, that's uh, That's a bet for the Oilers there. Uh, the ash should not be plus 250 the same book but uh yeah if you get five to one in the was I, th- I still think that's bettable to win the west because um they should have a, a fairly easy first round i mean no, there's no such thing as an easy playoff matchup but yeah. uh, relative to uh some of the other matchups uh, absolutely um yeah especially if the Oilers can uh get control as division although with the knights winning tonight uh, is it what the, is still two nothing? I assume it was three nothing last night. Three nothing. Okay. Uh, well, that's not good, but uh, there's still a chance for the Oilers to uh, to get the division. In which case, that they'll have that uh, good matchup. But uh, yeah, five to one. If you can get that, it's out there. Uh, that's what I recommend for the for the Oilers. Although, yeah. man, you you guys are sleeping. Like, uh, if you haven't bet them by now, what the fuck yeah, are you yeah, doing? Yeah, man? you needed to bet the Oilers, Oilers by now. Oilers, I got them at, at thirteen to one to to win the cup. That's not even on on March 29th. That's not even that good. I mean, now they're what eleven. Uh, it was the best I saw. I'm going back yeah. to I, I did identify the Wild at ten to one to win the division back in uh, late January. Feeling feeling okay about that. I do. Not I do so have, good after so, day. Though. I do have some. 4-1. 
yeah, yeah, on the Flyers. Uh, I do have some. I still think the uh, the Abs are going to win, and I and I do have some of them from preseason, and also I did add some when they were they were plus odds as well. So as long as I, I said last show, as long as the Stars don't don't win the Central, I, I should be good there. Um, and we are also brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast and their TaylorMade Driver Contest. The contest is completely free to, free to enter, and you have a chance to win an awesome TaylorMade Driver. The drawing will take place on Sunday, April 8th, so make sure you get in by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. I don't know if you got any more more. Good day, for, good day for Talon, apparently, in the apparently, you know, Masters yeah, his, today. He was going off in the Discord about, about this guy, Mike Weir. I was uh, down on him. I, I didn't make any bets, but uh, I offered to give him 10 to 1 for top senior. <laughs> And he got he got him at plus seven fifty, but uh, he's looking pretty good early on. Good for the old Canadian, and uh, yeah, talent talent's killing it there. I always do terrible in the in the majors for whatever reason. My bets do not do well when the uh, the golf actually matters. Uh, I guess I'm just better at these uh, the scrub tournaments, but yeah, good good for our guy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you said there's a listener question you, you had posed to you. Oh yes, let's pull that up. Um, it is from our old friend, uh, one harp hark or whatever fuck his name is. I don't remember. Um, Joel Meyer question for the pod. Long time listener. First time caller. Why didn't anyone warn me against betting so much on Sabres futures? I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. Uh, first of all, I did fucking tell you, so, uh, don't come at me. Um, once they, they took on that, uh, who was it? They, they took on Bishop's contract. And that was a signal. Like before free agency, if they take on that contract, that means that they're not going to be big spenders in the off season. So they're not going to really try to upgrade their team. They're still working on developing their young talent. So uh, that's why we were not high on the Sabres uh, before the season. And we did not see much that would encourage us to bet on the Sabres during the off season at all. And uh, yeah, I probably lost altogether on, on the Sabres in season because I, I just kept betting against them. And they, they kept Outperforming expectations, I think, uh, largely because of Tage Thompson just uh, being much better than anyone thought he was. Uh, but it's his serious question for the pod. Which teams will you be keeping an eye on for next season's futures? Example, should I unload on the Sabres next season? <laughs> I, I think that's that's not a bad idea. I think Buffalo is one of those teams that, you know, they're just missing the playoffs this year. They have Tage Thompson coming out as, as, a, as a surging superstar. I got caught on the Sabres, the Sabres bandwagon uh, back in January when I made that bet for the Wild to win the division. I also bet the Sabres to make the playoffs at 3-1. to one. And they're going to end up a few points short. But, you know, maybe if they – next year they're going to have an improved lineup, especially if uh, Devin Levi can be the real deal in net. They'll likely make some additions this offseason. I imagine they have cap space. And they had cap space this deadline to, to go do something. They, they, they didn't. I think next year – if they're in the thick of it, they will. Um, they, their cap space is 17 million, so they have plenty, plenty of uh, money to go out and and go get some better players. They have Akposo's six million coming off the books, which is pretty significant. Also good for them that Jeff Skinner has actually remembered how to play hockey. He has a nine million dollar cap hit through 2027. So yeah, it's all about finding a goalie for them. I think between uh, Yuko Pekka Lukanen and Devin Levi, hopefully they can. One of them can can take the net, and, and the Sabers, you know. They're going to be looked at as the same old Buffalo Sabres, and, and they maybe shouldn't be going into next season. I agree. Yeah, you brought up the 
cap space thing. Uh, that that's what you look at, and you you try to figure out which teams are going to be try to try to be competitive, right? I mentioned the Sabers with the Bishop taking on that contract. That means they're they're sinking their cap space um, just to to get a a draft pick. Uh, so obviously they're signaling that they're not going to be um, big players in the free agency market. But uh, you do want to look at these teams that have more cap space, and one of the teams. They might have the most cap space. I'm not looking up uh, cap friendly at the time. This is going off memory. But the Seattle Kraken. Seattle Kraken have plenty of room. Uh, it makes sense because they don't have any real superstars, which is, which is the problem. You know, it's hard to win the cup without any uh, superstars, especially with their goaltending. But uh, if they do make an investment in goaltending, I don't know which uh, goalies are available right now, but um, uh, I'm sure there, there's something that can be done there. I don't, it's hard to see them going back to war with Martin Jones and Philip Grubauer if they want to be competitive, especially in the, the weaker conference. Uh, so the Kraken would be something I would look at because uh, they're, they're likely to add, although the, the free agency market this year is absolutely terrible. I mean, mm-hmm. there was that, uh, what's that guy's name? Sarah Valley. Sarah Valley said, said Mike, Michael, Michael Bunting. Was Michael there. Bunting is the top free agent in he, this. He, uh, he must have really needed some clips there. Well, I, he's not entirely wrong. I mean, there's, Patrick Kane, I think, and Ryan O'Reilly. It's not great. No, it's, it's, it's not nothing if, like that. If last Michael Bunting didn't play in Toronto, he wouldn't be number one. Yeah, it's a little much, but still, it's a it's a bad free agency class. So I don't think that the teams have a lot of room for improvement this year in free agency. That's so that's the argument against the the cap space thing. But more importantly, I think you want to look at uh, teams with uh, elite shooting per, per uh, percentages regressing. So the Coyotes. I'm, Probably going to be fading them again next year. I don't think that they uh, can maintain uh, what they've been doing this year, especially at home. More teams figure out that they actually have to show up for these games in that dinky-ass arena and uh, figure out the, how to play through the shadows. Uh, I don't think that they uh, do as well as they did this year at home. Um, but positively, I think the Canadians, with, with their massive injury unluck, their unlucky injuries this year, like they were the arguably the most injured team, um, not in terms of talent. Colorado Avalanche have the most talent injured over the course of the whole season. I'm missing our fucking captain the whole year. Um, but, uh, yeah, in terms of, like, just the sheer amount of injuries the Canadians have sustained and, and still remaining, maintaining a relatively competitive edge against most uh, teams is, is was pretty impressive. So I'm looking to back the Canadians, maybe not for the cup future, but uh, definitely for – Things like uh, point totals, maybe make the playoffs a little sneaky there. Um, another team we talked about earlier, the Flames. Uh, I mean, 15 overtime losses, ridiculous. They'd be comfortably in a playoff position if they won like five or six of those. And uh, all these one-score losses they have, these uh, just horrible luck. And, um, yeah, the, the Flames are definitely a team looking to back, especially with uh, a lot of guys in – Contract years, right? They, they got a bunch of guys expiring next year. So uh, I think that the Flames are going to be a bet on team for me once again next year. And finally, the, the Senators. I think that the Senators will make uh, more progressive, ambitious moves in the offseason and uh, maybe make a couple more trades. DJ Smith had a hell of a summer last year. Hopefully you can uh, repeat it there. So uh, that, that, that's another long shot you might be looking at. Uh, they just need to figure out some goaltending. And now with Jacob Trickin, Jacob mm-hmm. Trickrin. In the lineup, uh, he he definitely um, bolsters their squad. So, you know, as teams like the Capitals, the Penguins, maybe even the Bruins, if Bergeron doesn't return, Krejci doesn't return, uh, they could fall off a little bit. And teams like the 
Senators, Sabres, Canadians can uh, take a step forward, and, and then uh, we can have uh, some new life there. Uh, Panthers, too, finally. Panthers are uh, another team that were a bit unlucky this year. I think that they could figure out some uh, defensive struggles they had this year. They, they, need, they needed another defenseman desperately, though, with uh, Ekblad falling off. Um, yeah, but the, the, the goaltending is a mess. But if Alex Lyon, like he played awesome today by all. Is accounts. Alex Lyon a guy? He could be a guy. I don't, I, may, maybe, a guy. We, maybe we laughed at Talon and we were wrong. Yeah. And Spencer Knight, too, if he figures his shit out, he, he still could be uh, good, too. So Panthers, Canadians, Senators, teams I'll be looking at depending on the price. Uh, and the Flames in the West, Kraken in the West, kind of. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, that's what I'm looking at uh, so far for next season. Yeah, I, I completely agree there. I was going to bring up the Senators. Uh, everyone knows I, I liked them this season with good, getting Giroux and Debrinkat and bringing in Cam Talbot. Turns out they, they should have kept uh, Augustus in there. He's been much better for Minnesota. But, yeah, they should be even better next year. Uh, Jacob Chikrin they got. They got Chabot. They have uh, Jake Sanderson there. So they have, they, have, they have a good group. They need to find goaltending. That's going to be a big thing. I could see one of the goalies, biggest goalies being moved this offseason i could see just the bruins trading away swayman and just going with all mark getting a solid backup and trading swayman for some forward help if especially if bergeron and or crazy retire yeah crazy they're not trading all mark man no uh, they're trading the, swayman oh trading swayman oh, yeah, yeah. Tra- trade swayman yeah possible but the, he, the bruins he, always like their, their goalie tandems right yeah no i i know but like i, I was looking at the at the uh Free agent goalies, you got you don't have anyone that good, as you were saying. It's like Tristan Jari, uh, Martin Jones is out there, Gustafson's RFA, but there's no one great. So I think it might, might have to be a trade for these type of teams. So yeah, I like the Senators there. I think DJ Smith, you know, he went out to get Chikrin because he told Claude Giroux he would get him a, get him a defenseman. I think he's going to continue to to build that. Tim Stutzel, uh, obviously great. So they also had some tough injuries with uh, Josh Norris. I think he's still out or out again. So Senators, uh, Senators Buffalo, I think, kind of can can take that next step, steal those playoff spots from from teams like you know uh, Islanders, Pittsburgh up there, Florida. But yeah, I also do like Florida. Looking at the the top expected goals for percentage teams here, yeah, Carolina, New Jersey, Calgary, Florida. That's the top four. Two two fifty win teams and two teams that are on the playoff bubble. And you got Pittsburgh, who just had horrible goaltending. Edmonton, Boston, Toronto, Los Angeles, and the Lightning to run out the top ten. You got seven playoff teams. The Penguins, a team with no goalie, and the Flames and Panthers, who just, they couldn't just they just couldn't gel the season. They they couldn't get the bounces. And I think as long as they don't blow it up in the off season, they're, they're definitely going to be teams to watch next year. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be good enough to win the division, but yeah, as you were saying, point totals. If you can get these crazy odds for Stanley Cup and and to win the conference and be able to either cash those out later or hedge them in the playoffs. And I think that that's a pretty solid plan. I like it. All right. Are there uh, any futures you're looking at now, or do you have them all kind of booked up? I don't know. I have pretty much, uh, yeah, I'm writing up my stuff for the most part, but uh, yeah, I mentioned the oils already. I don't think that there's anything too attractive out in the East. So yeah, I can't really give you much there for the moment, but except uh, one more thing. Const my thoughts are going to be coming out soon, and this is a way to attack this market. Uh, if you're late to the party in the futures game, you'll find uh, great prices on individual players that uh, should not be that cheap. Uh, I remember last year, Vasilevsky, I got him at 40 to 1, even though the Lightning were like 12 to 1, 14 to 1, something that ranged to win the cup. So 
if the Lightning were in the Cup, there's a very good chance that Vasilevsky was the reason behind it, and he would get the uh, nomination for the award. So uh, that, that's that's a way to get the, the Lightning at a, a much cheaper price there. So, yeah, that's another example. You know, Kale McCarr is 20 to 1, pretty sure, and uh, the Avs are like uh, 7 or 8 to 1. Probably not actually probably less than that. They're probably like five or six. Uh, so, so yeah, if you, if you identify a player that is the real MVP of a team and it's way off what their cup price is, just bet that guy because they, I think there was like one guy in the last like 30, 40 years who won the con Smythe when their, their team didn't win the cup. I don't remember who it was, but, uh, it's almost it always Jaguar. Wasn't it Jaguar? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, it was yeah. three. It was a know. while ago. Jiggy. Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it, it's almost always, it's virtually guaranteed to be a, a player on the winning team. So you'll find, uh, I don't know, like, like a Jack Hughes the Devils would be uh, crucially important for mm-hmm. their victory. Vasilevsky against the Lightning. Um, well, now that McCarr's out, you can't say him for the Avalanche. But uh, McDavid might be a little little one. I mean, obviously he'll be, uh, you know, he'll be bet to fuck. But uh, uh, he, Who would you bet for the Hurricanes? That's uh-huh. a good question. Mm, yeah, I did Aho last year. Uh, I don't think I would do it again. The, the Hurricanes are a weird one because they're such a there. There, there's no real superstar talent there. And um, if anything, if Sveshnikov is still healthy, I, I would go with him just because. Yeah, are Sveshnikov and Petretti like done for the year? Yeah, yeah, Petretti yeah. definitely. Yeah, they're yeah. both done for the year. Um, now that'll so, be maybe let's go to the goalie. I give it just the yeah Hurricanes. <laughs> I, I would not give it to Rod Brindamore maybe. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Freddie Anderson. Like, yeah, I mean, they might just default give it to the goalie. Imagine, imagine Talon's reaction if Freddie Anderson wins, wins a Smythe. Honestly, it should be Jacob Slavin because he is the engine that makes that system tick. Uh, but uh, he doesn't have the flashy plays and whatever that uh, makes the voters hard. So uh, it, it's tough to to pick a player on the Canes. But um, yeah, most teams you can identify a player. Uh, Rangers be Shesterkin, of course. So a lot of times it's the goalie, right? Because uh, the the goalie is the the backbone of the team, and he makes the uh, you know if a team goes far in the playoffs, they're typically uh, backed by an excellent goalie. The Avs a little bit uh, of an uh, anomaly last year, but we'll see if that carries forward uh, into the future. But um, yeah, I mean the, the Lightning weren't going anywhere without Vasilevsky carrying them, especially early against the Leafs, where he stood on his head for the past uh, two games. Yeah, I could see if, if the Hurricanes do end up like going through the playoffs, winning in six games, winning in five games, winning low-scoring games. The narrative becoming, oh, this is how the Hurricanes win. They have these, these guys that are under the radar, like Jacob Slavin, Slavin who's who's there and driving things. And like I could see like Friedman or someone getting that narrative going on Twitter and snowball from there. But yeah, the Hurricanes are a weird one. As you said, most teams, their goalie, their star player, look for that. And th- th- that's an excellent point to bring up. Definitely look for the, the constant thoughts general because if if you like that team it should be that player and if not as the playoffs advance you can hedge with a different player and they're both going to be pretty good plus odds there so that's a a great strategy as we're uh, a week ahead of the playoffs here all right let's get the fuck out of here and see yeah let's get this this wrapped up you can go watch your abs there uh make sure you follow us on twitter hockey at hockey sgpn Get in the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord, and follow us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating and review. And I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. I'm Joel Meyer, and you'll find me drinking.